This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Taro Fukuyama. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Fond.co, which he founded back in 2012 and, again, now serves as the CEO. He was born and raised in Tokyo and is a Y Combinator graduate and part of the first Japanese team ever to be admitted to the program. He studied law at Kyoto University in Tokyo and was named one of Business Insider's Silicon Valley 100, the coolest people in tech right now. Taro, are you ready to take us to the top? Yep. Super excited to be here. What the hell does coolest people in tech mean? I have no idea. My face was next to Elon Musk and Marissa Mayer. And then the only thing I know is my parents were excited to see that. <laughs> what did they think when you said, I'm going to this thing called Y Combinator in the US? Uh, yeah, they had no idea what that was. Uh, the, the first time they realized was that when I was on newspaper in Japan, uh, they're like, oh my God, something's happening. So I, I know as long as you know they're happy, then I think things are fine. How old are they? Uh, I think 60-ish. That's so funny. Okay, what's the company doing? What's your business model? How do you make money? Yep, so our company fund is all about employee engagement. And what we do is we help companies to increase their employee engagement by providing employee perks, employee recognition program, and also employee survey program. Uh, How we make money is we charge uh, a fee from company based on the company size. So we typically charge around $5 per employee per month. And as long as they're happy, they keep paying us money. Got it. So is it pure play SaaS model? Exactly. Okay. And is this only for salespeople or anybody on a team? Anybody in the company. Okay. So tell me the story of one of your customers using you and how they use you specifically. Yep. Uh, So for example, Salesforce is one of our largest customers. They wanted to bring more perks uh, program into the company because it was not easy for them to keep managing those perks and providing the high quality perks. So what they do is they work with us. So they started sending invitation to the employees. Hey, now we work with Fawn. So here are like hundreds of employee perks that you guys can get. So you can get discounts of gym membership, movie theaters, uh, those kind of stuff. And then uh, they can see all the employees smiling with all the perks. But And and so what's, what's a way they might actually use it like will, will salesforce say something like hey if you volunteer two hours this weekend at habitat for humanity you will get free movie tickets like is that an example i see so we have two programs one is employee discount program that program works for every employee as long as they work for the company so as long as they're employed they can access the unlimited times they can access none they can access a million times it's up to the employees so just to be clear this is salesforce in downtown san francisco saying hey restaurant that's on our first floor. We're going to recommend all of our employees come to you, but we want a 30% discount. They, the restaurant says yes, and then they list it as a perk in their back end. Yep, that's correct. And we usually negotiate that on behalf of them. So Salesforce call us, hey, I want to get perk for this gym. Can you do that? And we call on behalf of them. Hey, we represent Salesforce. Here's how we work. Please give us discount so we can send you more customers from Salesforce. I see. That's really smart. Okay, that's the one model. What's the other one? The other one is called Employee Recognition Program. 
uh, recently, especially a lot of millennials are so used to post on Snapchat, Instagram, and once you do it, five seconds later, they get likes or comments. So that type of instant recognition is getting so important, but that's what they uh, require in the workforce today. So if they work really hard, they want to get recognized by the manager or company immediately right after they do that. So how the program works is as a company, you can give budget to each manager a manager can give recognition to the employee with the points attached, and they can use those points to exchange with gift cards, you know, skydiving experience, one-day PTO, those type of stuff. So it's a good way to bring more recognition within the company. That's great. And how many companies are using the platform today across how many employees? Roughly over 1,000 uh, company-ish uh, right now. And okay. the average sweet spot is a few hundred size of employee companies to a few thousand employee size of companies. Uh, that's roughly the customer base we have. Okay. So, is it, I mean, is it fair to say the, you said 1,000 companies? Can we try and pin down an average when we say 200 employees per company on average? Yeah, most like 500 employees as a company is the average that we see. Because I imagine you have more negotiating power when you're trying to get a discount when it's a larger team size. Exactly. But pretty much most of the perks we have are available to all the customers we have. So one of the beauty oh. is that even if you're a small company, you don't have time and negotiation power as much as you know Google does. So, But if you work with us, then you can access to those perks immediately. Got it. Now, if you have a thousand companies and they're paying you $5 per seat and they've got 500 seats a pop, that's like 500,000 employees at five bucks. Am I doing the math right? You're at about 2.5 million a month in revenue? <laughs> it, there's a little bit, you know, that discount based on the, you know, size of company, those kind of stuff. But uh, that's how you do the math. Okay. Uh, can we? So maybe a little less, but can we say you're definitely over two million a month? Is that fair? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. You, you has just not discuss the revenue. So no, I get that. But we'll, we'll keep it vague and say between two and two point five million per month. That's fair. Uh. I no. Is it okay to no comment? Let, you, you can, of course, you can no comment. I'll I'll just yeah. ask the question differently. Will, will you be happy this year if you pass two million a month in revenue? You think you'll hit that by the end of December? Uh, no comment. No comment. All right, fair yeah, enough. We're a little sensitive right now for the funding, so if you could keep the rev- if you could Got not it. touch about the revenue, that'd be helpful. Are you? Um, is this recorded right now, or what's how is it working right now? Yeah, yeah, of course we're yeah we're recording. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, why is that? I'm curious why you say that though. So you say um, that it's a weakness based on how you just said that. Don't talk about about how much revenue because you're currently raising. Why do you see that as a negative? Uh, I don't think it's a negative. I think uh, it's much better and easier for us to control the story. Uh, um, uh, other, you know, the uh, other ways like numbers going walking down the street and they can read in a different way. Uh, there are a lot of contacts that yeah. I have inside, so that would be helpful. That makes a lot of sense. Now you've gone through YC, so I assume you raised cap. You've already raised capital. What? How much have you raised? We have raised around twenty-four million uh, so far. Do you regret it? Uh, no. Uh, we have great investors supporting our future, and then I'm excited to work with them. Why did you make the decision to raise it all? Um. I think the employee engagement employee engagement market is really big, and I think the fact uh, that uh, we can invest those capital uh, into the growth and then we can own the market as soon as possible, I think is a super uh, important advantage that we have to have as a company. Who are you competing with right now? Your biggest competitor? Uh, mainly, ninety percent of companies who don't end up working with us typically don't end up doing anything. So, biggest competitor, it's not direct. Oh competitor, come on, God, you, you, Taro, you have been trained so well. <laughs> Give me the freaking name of the people of the person you're competing with the most. <laughs> But for, especially for the recognition side, the large players are companies like Achievers, 
global force Aussie tanners. Those are like hundreds of millions of revenue companies. Usually yeah. those are the company we work with. By the way, we have so many people listening to the show. You should, if you have, if you have someone ask what I just asked Taro, you should answer exactly how he answered. That's like, <laughs> don't even name a competitor. Don't give them any spotlight at all. Just say the market's really big, right? Our competitor <laughs> is them not doing our thing at all, right? That's the right way to do it. <laughs> yep. All right, Taro, take us back. When did you launch the company? What year? We started this company in 2012 when we were in Y Combinator. Oh, you started it inside the company? Yeah. So we had a different idea when we got into the Y Combinator, and we changed the idea to this idea. That sound, I mean, I've interviewed a few folks from YC. That seems like a very common story. Segment did the same thing. Yep. Uh, we actually changed seven times in the first month of the batch, uh, which was three-month batch of programs. I remember the Paul Graham called us, we are the worst company in the batch. So You know what's funny? Um, he tells that to everybody because I've interviewed many, <laughs> probably 15 YC companies, and they all tell me that story. They say, we walked into the meeting with Paul Graham, and he said, we have the worst name of the whole batch. We're the worst company in the whole batch or something really negative to jolt them. <laughs> yeah, he told me it's the way that he motivated us to, you know, work harder, but uh, there's no way that was motivating for us at the time. What was the first idea? Uh, first idea was more like dating app that uh, <laughs> you can meet more of your introduction. And then what? Uh, and then it became more like Instacart idea, and it became more translation company, became more like job searching. Uh, I can't even remember all the others, but uh, So yeah. interesting. One, amazing that you have the ability to start an idea, then let it go so fast and go to a new one, which makes this more question even this next question even more significant. How'd you know to stop on this one? Yeah, uh, I think the biggest question we started asking was like, when you start asking around about ideas for, you know, potential customers or prospects, they all say nice things because they want to stay being friendly with you. But as long as they say, right after they say that, oh, that's a great idea, if you say, all right, then we're going to build this in the next few months, can you give us a check so that we know that you're actually excited? And then this is the first idea that one company said, all right, then we'll pay you money. So let me know whenever it's ready. So we know that there's a market. Uh, that was like uh, like a few hundred bucks or something. So it's really? not the big. But the fact that the one company is actually willing to pay for this idea was enough for us to go for it. That was the that was really the big indicator you used to say, okay, team, we're going in. Yep. Uh, so I think this is a concept called like MS, uh, MSP instead of MVP. It's like minimum desirable pro, uh, desire minimum mini, sorry minimum sellable product that if there is a person that's going to be willing to pay, then most likely you can find a second one. And if you can get two of those, then most likely you can get 10 of those. Then eventually you can get 100,000 of customers. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also, they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay, at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. Helps me so much. And by the way, Look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back-to-back, very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen, okay? So I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14-day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's given us a 45-day free trial at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not going to stay up forever, so go get it now. NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule.
was it a true pre-sale or did you have at least a demo or something built when you got that first check? We had only PDF of the idea. Oh, wow. Okay. And what was your team? What's your team? What was your team size back then? And what was the makeup and what is it now? Yep. Uh, we have three of us, uh, all co-founders, one engineer, one designer, one me. One. <laughs> what are you, the business guy or you do both? I was doing everything for the company. <laughs> okay. And what are you today, team size wise? Uh, roughly 50 employee size. Okay. All in San Fran? Yep. Everyone in the same office in San Francisco. Will you ever open up a Tokyo office and make your parents happy? Maybe one day. <laughs> All right. So San Francisco, 50 people. Um, talk to me about, about churn. Obviously, a SaaS company, this is critical. What do you mm-hmm. know that you, when a new employee signs up on you, what do you know you have to get that employee to do in the first like week for them to like be really sticky and quadruple their lifetime value? Yep. Uh, so it's less about employee. It's more about the company admin. As long as HRs care about the culture and if they have the programs, uh, for the perk side, it's like more like turn on and off. But for the recognition side, as long as they have program thought about it already, and as long as there is a funding that they're doing behind of the program, then that's a sign that they will not churn for a while. Okay. And and how do you measure th- like indicators in SaaS companies like churn, right? Do you do it on a business level or seat basis level? Uh, we do it on the revenue side. Okay. So you don't even look at quote, like logo churn. You just look at revenue expansion and contraction and get your net revenue churn that way. Well, we do look at both of you know logo churn and like revenue churn, but we know, we know that uh, we tend to lose more of a smaller segment size, and then we know that you know we are not trying to focus on that segment either. So focusing on logo churn could kill us to you know focus on the wrong thing. So we tend to focus on the revenue side. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. What's your revenue expansion at or revenue churn at right now annually? Uh, right now on the monthly basis, we try to stay around one percent on the monthly revenue side, and as long as we can keep the range, then I think we're uh, pretty on the good path. Do you think, like, either by the end of this year, maybe next year, you'll hit the the magical net negative revenue churn number? Uh, I think so. I think the more we work with the larger companies, they tend to have more cross sell, upsell, expansion, those type of stuff. Then I think it's easier and easier for us to see those numbers. Yeah. Do you have any trigger that your sales team can pull where you can get these people paying like five bucks a seat and get them up to like 10 or 15 or no? Is it just a get more seats model? Uh, so I, to me, like I, I agree that increases. Uh, the, the, the pricing per seat is the key for expanding the SaaS business. And I think there are two ways you can do it. One is to go up the market or two is to try to provide second product, like multi-products or like do both of those. And I think Workday is a great example. who are doing both like amazingly right now. Our strategy is less for going to the market, more so to expand to the more product lineups. Uh, so that that's why we added second and third product recently. Got it. And then uh, last few questions here before we wrap up with the famous five. Um, CAC. What are you paying right now to acquire customers? Uh, we're trying to stay within like 12 to 24 a month range. Got it. In terms of your payback period? Yep. Got it. So if a seat is going to pay you five bucks a month and that's obviously 60 a year, you don't want to spend more than 120 bucks to acquire that seat. Exactly. But it depends on seasonality. We do have some seasonality that, you know, Q4 tends to be bigger, Q1 tends to be a little slower. So we have to just be careful, like how to do the math. Like don't try to get tripped on the monthly basis. Interesting. So how do you make sure your numbers aren't lying to you? Like, how do you do those gut checks in your data meetings? Uh, that's a tough question. I, I think like not data or is the fact, but how you view could like tell you a whole different story. So like you have to make sure it's a monthly number, quarterly number, six months annually. What's the right number you should look at is a question you just need to ask yourself like a lot of times. Yep. And are you doing a lot of paid spend right now or is most of the dollars you've raised going towards team? 
both of them. We do have a marketing program. We spend a lot on ads, going to the trade show, all that kind of stuff. And we do have human beings in the office as well. So both of them. How significant is the paid side? Like over the last 12 months, how much total on paid conferences or ads or things like that would you say? Uh, I think we've attended around four to five big conferences. Uh, there are not that many like like huge amount of conference for the HR tech business. So I think that market is growing uh, to hold together. So we typically go to key one like HR tech conference or like Charm conferences. What was the what second was one you mentioned? Charm. It's called, it's short for S-H-R-M, Charm. Uh, that's the largest HR conference in the, in the United States. Got it. And then what do you think the numbers? Like you think you spend more than a million or less than a million in the past 12 months on that kind of stuff? Uh, it's about the line. I think a little more than that, okay. uh, but we're trying to get aggressive on the, the marketing expansion side just to make sure that we are, um, you know, the leader of the market. Yeah. Fair enough, man. I love it. Let's wrap up here, Tara, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, my favorite book would be Effective Executive. Uh, that's written by Peter Drucker, how you can be more effective than being efficient. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, there are a lot of CEOs that I follow, like Mark Benioff, teams, uh, team from Zora. But the one I follow more is actually Ichiro, who is a baseball player. I think there are a lot of similarities between athletes and then CEOs. And how he tried to organize himself and have discipline internally is a key learning. Point. What was his name? Ichiro. He's a baseball player from Japan. Number three. Uh, what is your besides your own? What's your favorite online tool? Uh, my only tool would be, um, 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 uh, I think the podcast has been pretty good, but, uh, gong.io, that's a new sales tool. What is that it? Kind of gong? Re- it's gong.io that you can listen to what, uh, your sales team or CS team is doing with the customers. So you can get feedback. You can analyze what's working, what's not working. Uh, that's something I listen to when I work out. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Typically seven and a half to eight hours. That's pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Single. Uh, that's one of the reasons probably why I can sleep for eight hours. <laughs> no kids? No kids. All right. And how old are you? Uh, 29. All right. Last question. Take us back nine years, Taro. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, I was still in Japan in the college at the moment. I would have come to the U.S. as fast as possible and then try to start the company as fast as possible as well. There you guys have it from Taro. He would have came to the U.S. faster and tried to start a company even quicker than he did. His company, Fond.co, helped significantly with employees. Oh, go ahead, Taro. Yeah. Sorry, you just got disconnected at the end. No, no. I, I I think what you ended there with was you would have moved to the U.S. faster and started a company faster. Is that right? Exactly. Yep. Guys, there you have it from Taro. Again, founded Fawn.co many years ago. He wishes he would have moved to the U.S. faster and started the company even sooner. They helped significantly with employee engagement with their team of 50 in San Francisco. They raised 24 million bucks, are serving about 200, uh, sorry, about 1,000 companies with 500 employees each, so about 500,000 companies there at about four or five bucks a seat, scaling fast, churn really healthy, uh, uh, payback period super healthy as well. Taro, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much.